0: Welcome to the Aiden Mari Podcast and thank you for listening. This is a podcast where we like to explore faith, the Bible, and trying to better follow Jesus. This podcast is a collection of sermons, interviews, and also me just rambling about different things about Christianity or what's on my mind or conversations we're having. We're trying to upload weekly, so hopefully that happens. So I hope you enjoy and let's get on with this week's episode. Well, welcome to the ADMRA podcast where we explore faith, the Bible, um, and everything else <laughs> uh, that is on my mind. Uh, exciting news. I didn't feel appropriate to talk about it last week, but um, over these last couple weeks we've hit 200 downloads, which is absolutely amazing and humbling. I just started this podcast for kicks, to, to act, so to actually realize that like people actually want to listen... And, and tune in and, and hear, <laughs> hear what's being said is really cool, really humbling, uh, just because I'm like a 21-year-old kid with a microphone and a laptop just spewing out what is on his brain. Um, so the fact that you guys are actually interested in listening and you guys talk to me and you say how it's affecting you, that's absolutely amazing. I am incredibly humbled um, that, that God can use this to, to touch people, that God can use me to touch people. Um absolutely amazing. I did not think that we would hit 200 downloads already. Um and and I look forward to seeing to seeing it grow more hopefully and and seeing where this thing will go and and I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh again, got interviews lined up. I am incredibly excited about the people we have lined up. Some incredibly smart people who know way more than I do. Um, who I'm just going to fire questions at, get to know a little bit more about them, their journeys, but also um, talk to them about some questions that I'm wrestling with, that I've heard other people wrestling with. I think it's going to be really awesome. I'm really looking forward to it, and I can't wait to share those with you guys. Uh, But that being said, uh, we got a podcast today. And today, this week, I've had it on my mind all week about um, just life and how what a gift life is but also how fragile life is and i think in our seatbelt wearing helmet wearing put your shoulder pads on when you go out to 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 snowboard or whatever you got to make sure your kids got their elbow pads on in case they fall and um you got to have a retirement plan just in case and you got to get all these things in line um i think we live in a culture that that thinks that that by popping vitamins we will make ourselves last longer and somehow we can control when we die and then it's in our hands and we have like this false security of, you know what? Like life is good. I'm not gonna like we feel so safe. Like when 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 you're out and about, you don't think to yourself, oh gosh, I could die at any, like you're like, you feel safe in your brain, you feel safe, and in other cultures it's different, because around them death's happening all the time, and for us, when, when we see death happen or someone dies, it's like shocking, because it doesn't happen as often here as it does in other places where people feel less safe. And so I think that we can we can feel this, like, God complex of I'm in control of my life, I have control, I'm safe, I'm secure because I'm doing all these things, I'm working out, and I'm, I'm being healthy, and I make sure that, that I'm safe, and I do the things that I need to do to get safe, and I've got security cameras and locks on my doors, nothing bad will ever happen to me, I'm going to live to be 103, um, And I think biblically, Jesus just wants to rub up against that and say, man, you have absolutely no idea when your time is. You have absolutely no idea how many days you have on this earth. And that's what I've been wrestling with this week, just thinking about that, thinking about my life, thinking about the things I'm doing. And it's like, man, I am living like I have tomorrow. And and the thing about living like you have tomorrow is... Nothing ever gets done because it always gets put off for the next day, the next day, the next day, the next day. In the book of Revelation, where Jesus shows one of his disciples, John, um, what's going to happen when he comes back to earth. Um, at the very end of it, he tells John, and this letter is also a letter to churches too, So, so he's kind of telling everyone, look. In Revelation 16, 15. Look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are all who are watching for me, who keep their clothing ready so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. This whole picture of Jesus coming back and you'd be cutting off guard and your clothes aren't ready and naked and ashamed. It made me, oh, it, made me, it makes me think back to when I was a kid and, like, (laughs) when I hit a teenage years, I used to sweat a lot in bed, so I didn't want to wear a lot of clothes, and so I would just, like, take off all my clothes, get into bed, and eventually, my mom was like, yeah, I don't know if that's really, like, a great idea, because if there's, like, a fire, um, you're gonna have to, like, run out of the house naked, and all these firemen are gonna see you just, like, standing there naked, and if it's the middle of winter, you're gonna really regret not wearing anything to bed, um, and eventually, there was a fire, uh, in my backyard of my house. And I remember, um, apparently I was woken up and I know that I wouldn't have been wearing anything. And so I don't remember it, but I never got out to go and solve the fire problem. So I guess in my subconscious, I was just like, well, it's too much work to get out of bed and get dressed. So I guess I'll just fall asleep and maybe I'll die. (laughs) And, and I think that, that what Jesus is saying here is that, look, like, your life you think you have tomorrow to get things right with me and you're holding off your sin you're like oh god i'm sorry tomorrow will be a new day i won't do these things and today i'm just gonna do it one last time and god's going look like you don't know when i'm coming back you don't know you don't know when i'm coming back and you don't want to be caught naked like you you want to have your clothes ready for when i come back um, even with that, with with sharing the good news of Jesus with people, sometimes we hold off because we don't want to have awkward conversations. And Jesus is going, look, like you don't know when when it's your time, when it's their time for you to hold off these conversations. Now, you don't know if you have a tomorrow to have these conversations. Stop, stop living like you have tomorrow. I think that's why in Acts the church was so effective, and and why why. They went from from 120 to, to two or 3,000 in a day was because these guys didn't they didn't have 2,000 years of separation between them and Jesus when Jesus said they were coming back they were like, shoot, it could be this week And now because we've had so much time and God's patience, the Bible says that that God hasn't come back so that many might be saved and he's holding off so that more people can come to know him because not enough people know him yet and, but these guys at the time thought, oh, okay, maybe it'll be a year or two, so we got to go now because he's coming back. And somewhere along the way over the years, we've lost the urgency in Christianity. We have lost the urgency in our lives um, that really makes us effective for God. Like, we we have become asleep. Like, we're sleeping. And, and the thing about that is when he shows up, like, if, man, some of us, if he showed up today, we might be caught off guard and... And I know I felt that there have been times where I'm like, oh, like, like, you know, when you hear things or like you you walk around the house and all your family is missing and they're all Christians and you're looking around, you're like, oh, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Am I left behind? Am I Kirk Cameron? Oh, no. Uh, If you don't know that reference, Kirk Cameron was an actor in like a movie about where people get taken up to heaven and all the other people stay. Um, But it's like, man. Like, and then they come back, you're like, oh, good. But but the thing is, like, we should never feel that. Like, like if we, if we're doing, like, why are we holding off, man? Why are we holding off from doing what Jesus said? What is holding us back, just, just that it's hard? Like, we don't know when he's coming back. We don't know when we'll be taken off guard. But I find that so often, if he were to come back, we'd, we'd be caught naked. And ashamed. James, Jesus' brother, um, which is an interesting story. I don't know what would make you think that your brother is the son of God. uh, But I think probably rising from the dead would do it for me. (laughs) Um, But James, uh, Jesus' brother, writes this. In chapter 4, verse 13, he says, Look here, you who say, today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and we will stay there for a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It is here for a while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans and all such boasting is evil. Remember, it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. I think in reading that, how often do we make plans? Like, like, this is a big thing, especially in like business. Like, what's your four-year plan? And how often we just like say this is what is gonna happen and i'm gonna do this this and this and then we're like yeah but it never like it never works out the way we do i think like the book of mice and man um we make all of our high school kids read it in in high school as canada and i think it's important because the whole book is like look you can come up with all these plans but but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Like you're not in control. You're not in that much control. You can't, you can't say this is what's going to happen. And I find that last line in that verse, super interesting that at the end of it, he says, remember it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Like he's talking about this and then he just takes a turn and you're like, what does that have to do with that? But man, it makes me think like, We're coming up with all these plans of what we're going to do and and what we're going to do. And he's like, look, why don't you just do what you're supposed to do? So instead of worrying, what is God calling me to? Am I supposed to be a missionary? Am I supposed to be a pastor? Am I supposed to work at a gas station for the rest of my life? What is God's will? He's like, look, like, do what you know. Like, read your bible like I've, I've spoken my word to you and given you the commandment like this is how you live your life and and if you're living your life put that first because you need to do what is very clear and what you ought to do and, and so many people are worried about oh so, so many people are worried about what is god's plan for their life and they're not even they're not even doing what god has clearly said for them to do yet and it's like man what are you you can't say i'm gonna go do this and this and this but like you don't love your neighbor you don't love god you still are watching porn and are addicted to it you're getting drunk every night it's like man like how do you think that when god shows up and he's like yo man we are gonna go and be a missionary for three years and that's where you're going you're gonna be like okay it's like you're not even doing what you're supposed to be doing now and james says that that, don't you know that, that that's that's a sin and so I think that that in trying to come up with all these plans of, of what we're going to do, I think it I think it clouds clouds what God wants us to do, which is to follow him, live for him, do what he says. I know with myself, man, I feel a calling to be a church planter, but there have been times in my life where I've focused more on church planting than I have on actually just following Jesus. Even with pastoring, it is so easy, um, as being an intern trying to learn from these guys how to be a pastor. But in being an intern, I realized, oh, gosh, if I was a pastor right now and I didn't have anybody looking over, like, it's a good thing I'm an intern because I'm not ready. But it, but it is, like, it is so easy to get stuck in an office and just do, do a program and run a program really well. And God's like, look, like, programs are great. Having cool events is great. Making sure everything works well is great. But, man, like, <laughs> Pastors aren't called to be program planners. Those are program planners, and it's a different calling. A pastor is supposed to be someone out there with the sheep, getting messy, um, trying their best to, to get them going where they need to go, and and ultimately following the guy ahead of them. And It's so easy to get distracted distracted in that stuff that you, you just don't do what you ought to do. You start to lose focus because you're so focused on these plans that you have and what you're going to do. That, that you don't focus on what you should be doing today now here because you don't know if you have tomorrow you don't know if you're going to go and plant that church you don't know if you're going to get that job you don't know if you're going to date that person you don't know if you're going to get married and what what james is saying is man just focus today on what you know you're supposed to do. Stop worrying about what you're going to do. Stop thinking that you know what you're going to do. Man, focus on what God has told you to do today. But so often, it's easy to romanticize and and focus on to, on tomorrow and the year ahead. I think it's often because facing stuff today is harder it's easier man to think you're gonna get it all together in a year from now I know a guy when I was trying to get motivated to work out one of the guys that really motivated me is a guy named Aaron Marino he's a youtuber um, and one of the things he always says is think about where you would be if you actually started the last time you said that you would start. Think about where you'd be if you actually did what you said you would do when you said you'd do it tomorrow. And of course these guys who are working on you know, are like, oh man, I'd be jacked. But I think to myself, man, what a much better spiritual life we would have if we actually did... What we said we would do a year ago, and if we actually did what we say that we will do tomorrow, now. One of my pastors growing up told me he's like the Holy Spirit doesn't work like that. Like he doesn't go, oh yeah, well you can do it tomorrow. I'm like yeah, yeah, it's okay for you to get drunk one last time just to enjoy it. You will we'll work on this tomorrow. He's like no, like Jesus says today is the day of salvation today today is the day of salvation not tomorrow not in a year from now today because if you don't man if you don't do it today you're not going to do it tomorrow that's just the reality like we do this all the time especially with dieting you're like i'm gonna eat healthy tomorrow never happens you never (laughs) eat healthy tomorrow it's the same thing it's always tomorrow 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 and i think what jesus and what james is saying is man let's focus on what we ought to do today stop focusing on tomorrow One last verse, one last idea. Uh, Matthew 6, this is Jesus talking, uh, verse 25. He says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you will have enough food and drink or clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? I think that's really profound, and I think that really ties into this because often what's holding me back is is worrying about well, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if if that's enough money for me to go and do that, how will I eat? how will I have a house um what will I wear? I find that often what hinders us from really doing what God wants us to do is is we're we're worried honestly about whether or not God'll provide in that. It happens all the time with giving giving to people or giving to the church. A lot of times what people struggle with is um I know my dad did was struggling with like, well, if I give away like like let's say you make $50,000 a year. If you tithe, that means you're giving away 5000 a year. And a lot of people are like, oh, gosh, like 5000 just gone. Well, how, am I sure I'll have enough to eat if I give away that 5000 Well, will, will I be able to have this house? Oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm going to hold on to it. We do it with our lives, too. It's like, oh, Jesus says that... Um, that he's got a better way for my life, but man, mm, I don't know if it'll make me feel better, I don't know, I don't know if it'll, if it'll really provide for my spiritual needs, he says he's the living water, and if I, if I do what he does, I'll never thirst again for anything, but uh, I don't know, I think I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, uh, because I don't, I don't know if I fully, fully trust that, and I think if we're honest with ourselves as Christians, sometimes we do this, man, where we know what God wants for us and and we know his plan and we're not really sure that he'll provide, to be honest. We're not really sure if his view of sex is the best view of sex. Um, we're not really sure if, if loving that horrible person in our family is actually going to... To help us be a light in their life. We don't know. If. Giving. And being generous. Is actually going to bring us joy. And what. What Jesus is saying here is man. Stop. Worrying. About this stuff. Can this worrying. Add a single moment to your life. And adding. All of that back to what we've already talked about. Like, dude, you don't want to be caught naked on the day Jesus shows up. Man, it's so easy to hold yourself back because you're scared. what what will happen if you actually do what Jesus says you're scared you're like maybe it isn't true and what Jesus is saying is man I am the truth and the life I am the living water I am the bread of life if you come to me your needs are gonna be met you're gonna be satisfied But the thing is man like you got to follow me. The thing is like if you read the Bible when Jesus called people to follow him it was always today. And every time these guys came up with excuses, oh, well I got to go. One guy like one guy tells Jesus, "This is crazy. One guy tells Jesus, "Hey, I got to go bury my dad and then I'll come follow you." And Jesus says, "No." And to me, I'm like, whoa, Jesus, like the dude just wants to go bury his dad. And you're not gonna you're not gonna just let him go and bury his dad. And the thing about Jesus is that he knows, man, this guy, this isn't He's not actually going to follow me after he buries his dad. This is just an excuse for tomorrow. And after he buries his dad, he's going to have another reason as to why he can't follow me. And then after that reason solved, he's going to have another reason why he can't follow me. And on and on and on and on. It's going to go and it's never going to be an ending cycle. And I'm going to show up on Judgment Day with sorrow in my heart because the guy's I'm going to show up and the dude's going to be naked. He's not going to be ready. I think man I think Jesus is looking down at, at some of us and he's like man I have such an amazing plan for your life but you just keep holding on to what you want to do you're not letting go You're not giving me control. And he can only hold off for so long before he has to come back. And even that, he's like, man. I know the amount of days you have. And I'm watching him count down is he wasted so with that just a few few questions first does the idea of Jesus coming back today worry you because you aren't actually doing what you know you should be doing Does does that put you in a panic do you pray oh god Please not today, give me another day, I, I, I'm not doing what I should. Second question, are you trying to plan out everything in your life, or are you trusting God with it? Are you, are you holding on to your life, trying to be like, this is what I'm going to do, this is what, what I'm going to do, and, and you're not actually trusting God with your life, you're not doing what he says. You're not leaving it open handed to him. Lastly, what's holding you back from really living? What's holding you back from actually following Jesus? And are you willing today to let that go and follow him right now? As soon as this podcast is done, you say, No more of this. No more of what I'm doing. I am following Jesus. And I'm not waiting for tomorrow. I'm not waiting for in an hour from now. I'm not waiting for in 30 seconds from now. I'm following him right now. Man, let's commit to not be got- getting caught off guard when our king comes back. Let's be a people ready, ready for Jesus's return.